Welcome to Living Word Ministries with director and Bible teacher, Debbie Blank. Each week, Debbie examines current events through the lens of end times Bible prophecies. Please visit our website for information and past programs at livingwordministry.org. Now let's open our Bibles to focus on truths from God's Word with Debbie Blank. Last week, we teased you with an interview with Dr. Mark Christian about his new book, The Apostate, My Search for Truth. We talked a little bit about the book, and we told you that we'd talk about current events with him, but we never got to that. So this week, we're going to let Mark share with us what's going on in the world, because as a former Muslim, he has a perspective that we don't understand, a Middle Eastern perspective. He also listens to, reads, and understands Arabic, which we don't. So there's sometimes different views that you get when you hear someone say something in English versus Arabic. So we're grateful to have Dr. Mark Christian on our show again today, not only talk about his book, but primarily to dig into what's going on in the world and what our concerns need to be. So we're glad to have you, Mark. Thank you very much for having me. And, of course, Jackie Sailors is here today, our wonderful co-host. Hi, Jackie. <laughs> and it's great to have you back to talk about current events, and we know that you keep up on those things. As part of Global Faith Institute, you have meetings where you do updates for people every month. This is a real treat to have you do this for us. Thank you very much, really. I really appreciate it. And, yes, every time after every monthly meeting, people say, why we are not getting this information? Not only because I read Arabic, by the way. It's actually because we are living today in America where we do not have an honest media. We have a propaganda machine, and I can recognize a propaganda machine when I see it because I grew up in a country that has propaganda machine. As a matter of fact, the media was called the propaganda. It's, that's the name of it when I was growing up. Today, whether you are on the right or the left or in the middle, most of the media outlets are not giving you any information. It's always agenda-driven. I dig outside and I get the information uh, because I am always hungry for the truth and what's going on out there because I want to be in the know to see what's going on. And yet our former president, Barack Obama, and Hillary Clinton have recently said that our media, specifically our internet, should be controlled by the government because of all the false information it's disseminating and how it's deceiving people. If they were to get their way, then who would be the ones to disseminate the correct information? It would be the propaganda machine, just like you're talking about. This is so much condescending on the American people that some leaders put it on themselves. They know better than every single American, and they know that they cannot discern between what is right and wrong, so they will tell them what is right and is wrong. It is so condescending and insulting to the American mind and the American individuals. Americans are smart people. Christians should be looking for the truth. They should understand what is right and wrong on their own without somebody telling them what is right and wrong. Filters are supposed to be our brains, not our leaders. Our leaders are supposed to be working for us, not telling us what to do or what to hear and what to say. As you read Mark's book, The Apostate, you realize that this is a guy who searches for truth. He has all of his life. So you know that what he says, he's gleaning because he's sought the truth in Christianity and in what's going on in the world. We seek the truth here in Living Word Ministries in the Word of God and to share with our listeners what's happening because we think people need to know. They need to know the facts. They need to know the truth so they can discern how they're going to live in preparation for the return of Jesus Christ. That's what we do. Well, one question about your book, Mark, since we talked a lot about it last week, and believe me, if you missed that, you want to go back and re-listen to that on our website at livingwordministry.org. It's a great 
great book, and you will love it. Won't be able to put it down. You can buy The Apostate by Dr. Mark Christian at Amazon or Barnes & Nobles or any place where you can buy a book. Now, my question is, why did you call the book The Apostate? Because that's a really negative term to Muslims. It's not only a negative term to Muslims. This is the capital punishment. Muhammad said, whoever commit the act of apostasy, kill him. Simple three, four words that does not budge. And it is a statement that Muslims run away from as much as they can because it not only brings death to them, it's also bring condemnation to their families and to themselves and to generations to come. And, and it's kind of a, the worst thing ever. You can call it as anybody uh, apostate. So I decided that I'm going to cut to the chase. I'm going to be like the criminal running around and everybody is looking for them. I'm going to slap my picture on the cover of the book as if somebody is putting their picture and says most wanted here I am I'm calling myself the apostate I'm not going to wait for you to call me and if you want to kill me kill me I don't care but what I care about is to use every second in my life to proclaim the truth in the most bold way possible how many times has your life been threatened many many times to count actually Back in the day when there was attempt on my life, it was not a joke. It rattled me. But I came out of it understanding one thing. Nobody can end one second to my life and nobody can take away a second of my life. My fate and my life is in the hands of my creator. When he is ready to take me, he will take me. And as long as he's leaving me on this earth, I will proclaim him. I will be bold. I'll be courageous and I will do my work. Awesome for you. Now, you are director of Global Faith Institute. And with the Institute, what is your goal? What do you do there? Find the truth, share the truth, talk to people about what is going on. We have a nation that we have to fight for. We have a faith that we have to proclaim. We have to be courageous in our churches. We should not accept false prophets. All of those things that we advocate for on a regular basis. I want to be a voice for all the victims of political Islam. There is tons of Muslims are dying every day because of political Islam and its agenda in Iraq, in Afghanistan, in Yemen, in Saudi Arabia, in Egypt, name it, and you will find people dying literally every day. I want to be a voice for those. And the best way to be a voice for those, to stop this bloodshed and to stop this craziness and this political movement from going and claiming more lives and to try to reach out to Muslims with love of Christ, to understand that they have a better hope, that they should not worry about inheriting earth and its splendors, but actually they need to look for heaven where it is not by 72 verses but actually in the presence of the Creator Himself to have peace for eternity, to have love for eternity. This is what heaven is all about. Now, you are nationally known, Mark. You do a lot of speaking on different national TV and radio shows, and you even have forwards in your book by some pretty well-known people, such as... I have uh, Governor Mike Huckabee, and I have Laura Ingram, and I have General Boykin, and I have uh, Oliver North. I am super blessed, Debbie, to come to this nation with a couple of suitcases and was planning to stay over here for three months and go back because I was cherishing all my personal belongings more than anything else. And I end up staying in this country. God put in my way a lot of great people, people of faith and people of courage, and all of them become friends with me. And I don't think any of them is a friend of me because uh, who I am, but uh, who I am in Christ. Amen to that. Tell us what's on your heart these days. What do you think our biggest issues that we're 
dealing with in this world right now? Deceptions and lies that is everywhere. I think it's the mark of our time today. I don't know what to do about it other than to continue with my small voice proclaiming the truth. Number one, the most ultimate truth is Jesus Christ. And then also the truth about what's going on. What is really going on in our country, in our political system, and everything else is just something that people need to know. And you are an American citizen, so you have a vested interest in that. Yes, I'm a proud American citizen. I love this country. This great nation provided me two things. Number one, I would not be alive today or my family being alive today without this great nation. It provided me a safe haven to live my life openly and freely and to live my faith openly and freely. That is a huge thing that we should not take it for granted. The other thing is I cannot publish this book in England today. England was a country that was close to my heart. I got my pre-med education there and I practiced medicine there. If I'm in England or in Europe today, I cannot publish that book. This country is a great nation. It is worth fighting for. Number one is God. Number two is country. Do you see this country moving in the way of Europe, moving away from God and moving away from freedom of speech? I think saying yes is redundancy. It's uh, very clear evidence that we are walking away from God and we are not following even the principles of our founding fathers and to try to condemn them and to try to make them evil or racist or whatever they are calling them. The foundation of this country is eroded by the very people who are enjoying this country. We are having so many self-inflicted wounds that by the time we are weakened, we're going to be taking out and then we will start crying on over this, this spilled milk. But I think it's about time for us to understand what kind of nation we are and what kind of privileges and blessings we have and to try to continue being a force of good that America has been for so many years. America is, is a country that have done mistakes in the past, but America is one of the only nations in history that was able to self-correct its mistakes by its own people without a revolution and without outside power. And this is what's something unique about America, and this is what the uniqueness of the foundation of this country. When you talk about we're being lied to by the media, and we should know that because they lie about us. They lie about Christians. They lie about conservatives. They lie about people that we know the opposite is true. So I'm wondering, where do you get your source of information and what topics do you think we're being lied to the most right now? What is it that we are not lied about in, in America today in the media? Are we Everything in our media today is an agenda driven. They say the lie in one day and then they say the opposite of it the next day just because it's going to fit agenda and people say amen to both. And that is very, very sad situation. The media is a very powerful tool because people are busy. People are trusting. People want to trust. When somebody's telling them they cannot live in a self-doubt all the time, they are playing on that. This is the dangerous of a propaganda-driven machine that we have and we call media today. We're lying about, we are lied about the war in Ukraine and, and Russia. We are lied about our political system. We are lied lied about who's governing our country. We're lied about the Middle East and what's going on over there. The mockery that we receive today globally is so sad. And most importantly, actually, as Christians, like you mentioned, and how are we being lied about? Today in our government, in the United States of America military, they look at the, the Christians who want to live with the Bible as terrorists. I'm not kidding you. 
those are information that I've been reading from inside the government today. If you are an extreme pro-life, you are a far-right terrorist. If you are, uh, you know, want to live with the biblical principles, then you are a bad person and, and you should be investigated. This is where, where we are today. And this is not America that I came to 2005. This foundation exists in the hearts and minds of Americans themselves, but not in the in institutions of America. And I'm praying that the will of the people will be sovereign over the institutions and we will be able to regain our country back. Now, Mark, you make these things known through monthly meetings that you host in Omaha and in Lincoln. Tell us about those. I host uh, two events, and I actually go online as well, broadcasted in the evening. I have one in luncheon and the one dinner, fourth Thursday of every month fourth Thursday of every month. If you go to globalfaith.org, you will find a link to those briefings, and we will put some meat on the bone, and we try to talk about the things, the statements I'm making. We, I back it up with facts and why I'm saying what I'm saying and, and the comparison. And, and God equipped me since I was a kid. You know, I grew up in a country where many of the defects and many of the illness that we have in this country has been the norm growing up. So I have seen it firsthand and lived it firsthand before. I don't want to see it repeated in the United States of America. If you are interested, I would love you to tune in to come to our meetings. We have dinner and we have luncheon. And if you do not have the time to come physically, you can tune in online. So that's globalfaith.org. They can find out everything about you and your ministry through that. Yes. Globalfaith.org. Let's switch gears here a little bit. We've just finished the month of Ramadan that has been celebrated by the Muslims. And during that period of time, there's been a lot of terrorist activities throughout Israel, but a lot of activities like that from the Temple Mount in Israel. First of all, tell us what Ramadan is. And then secondly, explain what's behind these skirmishes. Well, if you read in my book as well, actually, you will find the, the origins of fasting and where the idea of fasting came from. And actually, it was basically Muhammad trying to show more superiority over uh, Judaism and, and Jews by adopting uh, you know, fasting. And you will go into details of that if you read my book. But also the month of Ramadan which is the month where Muslims are supposed to fast from sunrise to sunset. And also it's a month where Muslims are supposed to spend enormous hours of worship. And one of the biggest worship tenets in Islam is jihad, which is struggle. During the month of Ramadan, many big wars that shaped Islamic future and Islamic trajectory throughout history happened in the month of Ramadan. It's a month of Muslims not only fast from sunrise to sunset, but they are they, they always tune in to try to be a bigger fight. The very first war that Muhammad was engaged in, the war of Badr, that happened in Ramadan. That is considered the very beginning of Islamic conquest and Islamic fighting and jihad. Egypt launched their attack in Yom Kippur on, on Israel in Ramadan. This is a month where Muslims strive to fight and to expand the Islamic kingdom on earth and so forth. What's happening in Jerusalem is part of this. During Trump administration, Trump introduced a new concept of accepting what's going on on the ground between Israel and the Arab world. He introduced an idea of let's get along with Israel. Israel exists for 70-something years. For Muslim countries, they need to get along and so forth. He gained some success. Not 100% of his agenda was implemented, but enough. 
that actually got the the Palestinians or the terrorist organizations actually like Hamas and others to be so upset and so mad because if the relationship between Israel and other Arab countries is normalized, then the gravy train will dry out and the money to terrorists is going to dry out. So they start creating chaos in Al-Aqsa Mosque and other places to destabilize the relationship between Muslim countries and Israel. You know, one of the things we're talking about when regard to false information that we're getting, we're seeing that in the struggle over the Temple Mount because I receive all kinds of information from Israel sources, liberal media, as well as conservative sources, and they're giving the facts of what has happened on the Temple Mount. But our media here are trying to make it sound like Israel's just as responsible for all the fighting as the Muslim terrorists are that are over there doing it, when in fact it's the terrorists who are throwing the bombs, the Molotov cocktails. They're the ones throwing the rocks. They're the ones shooting people. It's not the Israelis. If the Israelis get involved with that, they're defending themselves. But the media makes it sound like the Israelis are the bad guys. So we have to know the truth and get the facts that what we're hearing isn't accurate. It's good to know what you're saying about Ramadan and the infighting because that's something that we could expect to see every year during Ramadan then, right? Yeah, actually, uh, this month, Ramadan, was the most peaceful month for a long time, actually. There was terrorist attacks, but by statistics, this was the most peaceful month of Ramadan in a long time. But, you know, for those people who who makes those statements that Israel is aggressive. Let's imagine your best team playing their game and the stadium is full of people and all of a sudden some people created some shenanigans and uh, led that game to be canceled. Are you going to say that the police coming in to stabilize the stadium is bad? And worse now, when if it starts affecting you personally, it's affecting your game or your team or stadium, then you will be rushing and says, you know, I need the police to come here and bring stability. That's exactly what Israel is doing. If people are going to the mosque and behaving, following the rules, there is not going to be ever need for guards and officers to come in and to stabilize the mosque. Don't you think? Agreed. It's a very simple concept. Do not create chaos and you're not going to be in trouble. It's, I think it's a very simple concept, right? You know, don't don't speed and you're not going to get a ticket, you know. Th- those concepts are very weird, I know, to some people. But if you're going to instigate and throw rocks and create some problems, do not cry out when you're going to be responded at by the amount of force. I was just thinking about the different ways to get in touch with you because you're you're here in Omaha, Nebraska, which is just amazing for those of us who live here. If we want to have a conversation with you, we want to touch base with the issues that you're touching base with. And I was on your Facebook um, account and just following the different topics. You just cover so many different topics. And then people could ask you questions and comment back and forth on Facebook. And then again, like we said, you have the luncheons once a month. Let me clarify that. You have one lunch and one dinner once a month, and where where are those, and how can somebody we, get... We meet for uh, lunch in Lincoln. It is the fourth Thursday of every month. So we have lunch together, have a meal, and then we can talk and answer questions, and it's an amazing uh, group over there, and we always have very vibrant discussion going on. And then on the same fourth Thursday at, in the evening, we gather together and we meet for dinner and then for a discussion as well here in Omaha. The dinner is also broadcast internationally over the internet. So you can sign in over Zoom and you can tune in and, and you can ask questions as well and engage in that if you are not living in Omaha or you don't want to come or there is snow or rain or whatever happening in Nebraska sometime. Talking to Dr. Mark Christian, who has just written the book, The Apostate, 
My Search for Truth, which Jackie and I highly recommend to each one of you because it's a uh, page turner. You just can't put it down. I'm going to go back to something you said much earlier today, and that is that one of the issues of fake news that we're hearing deals with Russia and the Ukraine. Can you elaborate on that a little bit and tell us what the truth is that we're not hearing? Putin is is a bad guy. Uh, let's get out of the way. And Russia is pushing it for their own agenda. The real fight today is basically a fight between the NATO and the United States on one side, and the other side is Russia and China. The Ukrainian people are paying the price. The real fight is between those two powers. The one thing that we need to understand is it is not only Putin that is bad. Putin is bad, but equally Biden and the administration that is governing the United States today, because they are equally involved. And one thing is, the very first thing that the United States should call for is call for peace, call for negotiations, call for ceasefire. I challenge you today to go back to every statement of Biden and his administration, and even from the NATO, that they ever called for peace. They never did in their statements or their press releases or their anything. They never called for peace. They never called for ceasefire. They never called for negotiations. They are throwing gas on the fire the same way that is Putin throwing bullets in the hearts of the Ukrainian people. So the bloodshed needs to stop immediately. We need to figure out what is really going on. Putin, as a bad guy as he is, he's also in the way of the bad guys that wants to push a different agenda as well. And American peoples are being handled a bunch of lies and giving them Ukrainian flags to wave while Ukrainian people are dying and not paying for the human life that is lost every day. And there is a lot to do with a very long agenda that is going on between Obama, Biden, and Hillary, and Putin on the other side. This is a very serious issue. It can escalate very quickly into a bigger problem globally. So we should not listen to the same people that lie about us Christians every day and all of a sudden think that they are telling us the truth and follow them when they tell us what's happening in Ukraine. Ukraine used to be part of Russia, and the people speak Russian, and Russia says that the eastern part of the Ukraine want to be part of Russia, which is why they went into this war. At least that's what the news media says. However, you mentioned NATO. Does Ukraine want to be part of NATO, and Russia doesn't want that? Is that the major division between NATO and Russia and China, or is it something deeper? It's something bigger and deeper than that. It's about Putin himself. And it has to do with some influence in the Middle East and other things. When Biden said that Putin must go, he was not kidding. This is the thing about Biden, one thing about him. He makes lots of gaffes, but all of them are truthful. They're not really gaffes. He just sometimes repeats what he just been said in the meeting. The problem today is these are two mighty forces fighting each other. And us Americans are paying the price financially and economically. And the Ukrainians are paying the price as well by their own blood. One thing about Ukraine that I want people to understand, actually, is Ukrainian people, there is many of them are Christians. As Christians, we need to pray for them daily and try to do whatever we can. There's another thing about Ukraine that's very unique. You know, I have to mention something about Islam. Ukraine was governed by the Islamic empire at some point in time. Ukraine is one of the very few people that they did whatever it takes not to lose their identity as Christians and state Christians paid the price for being Christians until the Islamic empire left them alone. A country like I grew up, Egypt, when Islam came in 
and they start inflicting poll tax to become a Christian, many Egyptians decided not to pay the tax and become Muslims. Ukrainian decided to stay Christians, pay the price financially and by their own blood as well, and they stay Christian and, and survived being under the Islamic empire for some time. Praise the Lord for their faithfulness. Uh, you said Putin's bad. We all agree that his agenda is bad, and he's an evil person. I'm almost wondering if this bad person isn't trying to keep some stability in the world rather than having the great reset that our Western powers are trying to inflict on the world. Europe and the United States and so forth, trying to reset the whole world into a global government. And is that what Putin's trying to fight now, I would love you to tune in for the next Thursday because this is what I'm going to be talking about. So the globalist movement is not something that we can stop anymore. We are becoming more and more global. It is actually how to use that kind of global movement for the good of humanity, not for the good of the elites. This is the difference between the two agendas. Putin will sign in for the globalist agenda if it is going to be for his own good or for his own country. But when it starts going into a different direction, then this is when he starts opposing it. So it is more complicated than simple Putin is fighting globalism. It's, it's not as that. You have to go back in 2014 and 2012. One of the things that was very remarkable that Putin stood against Obama for is the Arab Spring. Obama was helping the Muslim Brotherhood to implement their power in the Middle East. Putin told him, no, stop, you cannot do that. Putin understands when you give the power to the Islamist agenda like the Muslim Brotherhood, what can happen? And Putin started helping Egypt to get rid of the Muslim Brotherhood, which Obama helped in, in, install, and he helped Libya and other countries as well, and Syria. So you see that there is a mighty fight going on between those two powers that goes back for years. The real fight started in 2009 and 10 around Obama's time in office and how he tried to buy Putin and Putin played along for a little bit. And this is when Putin started opposing him and tried to have this huge big fight. The fight is bigger than just a simple Putin is not liking the globalist agenda and he's fighting it back. The fight between Obama and Putin is go deep and they make the decision that they cannot, both of them exist on the world stage. One of them has to go. Obama and Biden is doing whatever it takes to get Putin out, and Putin is doing whatever it takes to get Obama and, and Biden out. As you can hear, Dr. Mark Christian is full of wealth of information about current events, as well as things he's written in his new book, The Apostate, My Search for Truth. I encourage you to go buy the book and read it and join Mark at some of his meetings on the fourth Thursday of the month or go to globalfaith.org and hear about, learn about his ministry and read about all the things that are going on. The one thing that I wanted to say about the book is that we learned so much about Islam in your book, but it's not an academic list of facts yeah. or comparisons. It is woven into the story of your life. I just thought it was so beautifully done that it's just a natural part of you telling the different stories of your life. And then we get that information as you go along and tell the story so beautifully. So it is an intriguing story. It's something you won't want to put down. It's very interesting. You will learn things, but it's not an academic dry kind of a book. It's a very interesting life story. I thought uh, using my life journey and take people with me through my childhood and young man and later on life and to show them how I lived Islam and how Muslims live their faith, not through an archaic uh, teachings, but actually day-to-day -day life, that was uh, the best way for people to understand how, how life looks like as a Muslim.
Well, you accomplished that very well. Thank you. Praise God for actually providing me the ability to do that and, and guide me. It was not an easy process. and was very emotionally. I think I made myself very vulnerable in the book. Hopefully God will use that for his own kingdom. And now we look forward to the sequel that will be out before the end of the year. I'm very excited, uh, equally excited when I was writing this, the second one as well. Uh, I am very excited about my walk and my questions about why should I follow Jesus Christ and the miracles that happened in my life and also coming to the United States. I want people to understand how it looks like. There is also a lot of misinformation about immigration and immigrants and what did I find in America, what is unique about America, what is things that we can fix in the United States from a perspective of somebody who's a newcomer because always I am looking for a goal, what we need to do as Christians and as Americans to be a better force of, of good. We're so grateful that you've joined us again today, Mark, and we look forward to the next time you come back. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for joining us today on Living Word Ministries with Debbie Blank. This is a listener-supported show. If you'd like to support this program or contact Debbie Blank, you may do so at P.O. Box 540-003, Omaha, Nebraska, 68154, or visit our website at livingwordministry.org. Please tune in each week at this same time for Living Word Ministries with Debbie Blank.